Welcome back to the Beast Mode Podcast, my friends. My name is Erin Bees. I am a wife, a mom of two, a military veteran, and I spent 13 and a half years in multi-level marketing. I feel like that's a mouthful. <laughs> in multi-level marketing, uh, I'm blessed to have healed my way out of it. And now I am bound and determined to not only share my story, but share other people's story. And so I actually have a very special guest here tonight or today, depending on what time you're, you're listening to this. Her name is Susie Stone. She and I have been talking on Instagram um, and she has a very interesting story. Yes, she has some anti-MLM um, stories to share, but she was also part of a religious cult as well. So I'm really excited to share with you guys Susie Stone and um, Susie, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited. Actually, I'm, I'm very excited. I am too. I mean, and when we were talking on Instagram, you have, there's so much. Um, where do you want to start? Um, I mean, I could touch on the, the religious part of it, and then um, we can go into the three uh, MLMs that I was involved with um, after that. I mean, that's fine. Okay. However you want to do it. And before we even dive into that, though, really quickly, I just, I have to know if you, and we don't, you don't have to go into any details with this yet, because I'm sure through the stories that you're going to share with us, that we're going to, we're going to draw this conclusion, but like, I have to know now, <laughs> did you notice similarities between the religious cult and the MLMs? Were there things that were kind of like, uh, the love bombing, the um, don't think about things too much, just do it. Mm. Um, those were the two that really kind of stuck out to me. Um, so the uh, religious cult that I was involved with, and I call it a cult. Um, I, I truly believe it's a cult, but you know, I don't know if it's ever really been technically, uh, um, you know, it's not like... Um, classified as a cult yeah yeah well, it's, it's, okay. it hasn't been officially classified I don't think it has maybe it has I don't know so I was with the Kabbalah Center <clears throat> okay and um so most of the people in the Kabbalah Center are not Jewish because Kabbalah is part of the Jewish uh, traditions and uh, Jewish we practice. have you know, yeah practice of Kabbalah is very spiritual uh and there's a lot of rules and regulations uh, surrounding Kabbalah Mm. And they, and this, the center kind of breaks all of these traditions. So um, I was intrigued. I think this was in the nineties and I was very intrigued. I mean, I don't know if I could say names, but Madonna is a public figure, right? So I could say her name. Yep. So she, she was involved in it and, you know, there was Demi Moore was there and a lot of, a lot of the stars were there and, you know, I would go to the services and, um, you know, it was very, very interesting. I am, I happen to be Jewish. So in, in my background, it's always been, you question authority. You don't mm. just accept everything that somebody tells you. You question. If somebody tells you something and you don't agree with it, you question it until you get the answer either that you want, or you just say, you know what? Peace out. I don't, this is not for me. Mm. Um, and when I got there, I, in the back of my mind, I always thought this is kind of weird. Like, Traditionally, Jewish people, the Jewish community, we don't proselytize. We don't um, try to convert people. We don't, that's just not us. That's not what we do. We actually um, tell people, you know, 
are you sure you really want to do this? You know, and we may, and like, there's actually a tradition of uh, rabbis um, when somebody says, I want to convert, they turn them away three times. And by the third time, if they come oh. back, then they know that they're really. Serious. I did not know that. I have never heard of any, any, I've never, that's fascinating. Yeah. So I, I, I'm a freak. I love religion, but I love the history of religion, I, not the actual religious part of it, but I love the history of it. So there were a lot of things that just didn't jive with me. Like, um, you know, you would go out in the morning and put little leaflets on people's cars. I'm like six o'clock in the morning, people are parked everywhere and you would just put these leaflets all over their cars. And I thought, this is so weird. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I worked for the Kabbalah Center. I, work because I didn't make money but you know I volunteered at mm -hmm. their center in the valley and one day uh somebody came in and asked me for something that I knew we didn't have but I knew another uh company down the street would have but they weren't part of the Kabbalah center so I said why don't you go over there they'll have what you're looking for mm -hmm. I got chastised because if it's not the Kabbalah center then it's not you know it's not real. It's not, it's not really, you know, like if you know, you know, uh, I don't remember if you remember this in the nineties, everybody was wearing red strings. On yeah. Their... I was actually going to bring that up when, when you were talking about it and in all of the, the celebrities you were mentioning, I was like, wait, I remember that. I remember them all wearing the red strings around their wrists. Yeah. Okay. So the red, so the red string was supposed to be blessed by some fancy rabbi in Israel on some in some sense, you know, on some grave, I, you know, I couldn't remember the whole thing. It was just really weird. It's like and, the, in Scientology, how they have all of this, the celebrity kind of perks. I've watched so many documentaries where they have oh, people know. that, you know, like Tom Cruise has this secret entrance and has all of these perks and everybody, you know, flocks to them and takes care of them because they're what brings people in because they can say, well, Tom Cruise is a member or Madonna is a member. And right. so that's what draws people in. So this is fascinating to me. Oh yeah, Madonna Very much like an us versus them type mentality that we definitely, I've definitely seen that in MLMs too. Oh, yeah. um, but wow, this is really fascinating. Yeah. Madonna drew me in. I was like, well, if she could do it, I could do it. Yeah. You know, and I could probably do Everybody it better because Madonna. I'm already Jewish. She's not even Jewish. I could do this. Yeah. Well, no, they don't want people who are Jewish because I was raised knowing what I know. To question everything. And I question everything. So I was, you know, and I worked in the store and I, and they yelled at me, didn't yell at me, but chastised me for yeah. sending somebody off to get something somewhere else that wasn't appropriate. Uh, the strings, you know, uh, it wasn't, you know, if I wanted, if somebody wanted a string and I, you know, we didn't have any more or whatever, we were back order, I would say, you know, oh, so-and-so might have some, nope, that's not right. Uh, they had Kabbalah water that oh was supposed God. to, yeah, they had Kabbalah water, uh, that was supposed to cleanse you and all kinds of stuff. Um, which water already does. <laughs> right. You're like, okay, yeah, all right. Whatever. What do you like? What kind of freaky stuff do you put in the water? Right. What should I know? What should I know? They, you know, uh, and the, the thing started to get really weird when I didn't want to, I didn't want to sign up for classes because they had a bunch of classes and they were expensive and I didn't want to sign up. Yeah. And the leader of the Valley Center basically tried to shame me into joining classes that, you know, well, and she like, I was wearing a 
baseball cap and she smacked the, <gasps> the cap. Yeah, she touched me. And I was like, I wish just... somebody would try. I'm like, did you just try to touch me? Wow. And I, was like, I was like, that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. What were and these classes? The other thing was that they have these kids that live in the center. They give up everything. They it, 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 The center is in Robertson. Uh, Robertson and uh, I forget the cross street, but it's in, you know, Fairfax area. Okay. And they have, you know, the, the, the actual center and these kids are young. They're like in their twenties or something. They give up all their worldly goods. They give up everything, job, all their money, cars, all their everything. Anything that makes them an individual. Right. Everything. Yes. That makes them an individual. Now they're living and, and relying on the Kabbalah center for their every need. And now when they want clothes, they have to get like hand-me-down clothes that people who, um, you know, give, you know, like uh, to the Kabbalah center, you know, like, you know, if I'm, if I'm like, instead of the Goodwill, I would go to the Kabbalah center and give them, that's where they got all their, their clothes and they got their food, except for the fact that down the street, the, uh, the main rabbi, his wife and all his children lived in these houses in Fairfax off of Robertson. And if you knew what they were worth mm. in the nineties, now God knows what they're worth. And they all lived in these houses. This sounds, this sounds exactly like Scientology. The yeah. kids sound like the Sea Org. Yeah. And then and they, the they person at the top yeah. has these beautiful homes, all probably all kinds of money. You know, their kids don't go without. Meanwhile, everybody else is taught to sacrifice because there's a certain amount of humbling yourself and spiritual cleansing and all of this in that humbling aspect and losing your identity for the greater good of the organization. Like, yeah. holy cow. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah, that never going to happen for me. Like, uh, what are you talking about? And then, um, wow. so in, uh, in it, our holidays are a little different, you know, than the regular holidays, like Orthodox Jews do not celebrate Halloween. It's a pagan holiday. They do not celebrate it. Okay. So basically our Halloween, their Halloween, Jew, Jewish Halloween is Purim, where we get dressed up like the characters of the story. And, you know, we get drunk and we're you know, supposed to have this wild time. And a lot of people like get so drunk. They're supposed to get so drunk that they confuse the good guys with the bad guys that's how drunk you're supposed to get wow right i've never done that i mean i don't know too many people have done that but i've, I've heard stories that's the tradition right so they ha so the kabbalah center has this big party that you're supposed to buy tickets and the party lasts till like three or four o'clock in the morning well i'm a working individual right. like i work right right so i was like i can't do that Wow. And so they have this thing where when you're practicing Kabbalah, you want to go, you want to be more like God, like, so they call like, God is more like light. You know, you want to go to the light okay. be more like God and dark or Satan or Satan. You don't, you want to get rid of those negative thoughts. Okay. So in my head was, I can't buy these tickets because I have to work the next morning and there's no way I'm not taking the day off because I just, there's no need. I mean, right. what? it's Purim, who cares? Yeah. And somebody says to me, 
go buy the ticket now before Satan puts another negative thought in your head. Oh my God. I was like, I'm out. I'm so, what are you talking about? And none of these people that I was friends with in, in the Kabbalah center were Jewish. And I was just like, where are you coming up with this? Yeah, that's straight out of the the fight model. Yeah. And the straw that broke the camel's back, I go to a service. And mind you, when I go to, usually when I went to services, I would sit next to Madonna. I, um, with her kids next to me a couple of times, her son kicked me in the thigh and she would yell at him. And I laughed and said, oh, you got in trouble by Madonna. (laughs) Was she nice in person? she didn't really did you ever have a conversation with her she didn't mingle but I did notice like her and Guy Ritchie were very you know kind of touchy-feely you know like she would sit behind him because you know they separate the men from the women okay and she would be in the first row of the women he would be in the last row of the men and she would sit right behind him and like in the middle of the service together yeah even though like you're not technically supposed to she would touch him and give him massages I ain't working for her because I've seen the way she the last thing that I heard was that you said that she would give him massages and you're not really supposed to (coughs) sorry I also cough because I have asthma so I I apologize for that oh you're fine uh yeah so you're not supposed to really touch and then they wanted me to work for him her they wanted me to work for her oh wow and I was like no that's not gonna happen oh think about it think about it I was like no really not I'm really good um kids were cute very sweet very well behaved whatever so we're in the service and, and all of a sudden <clears throat> i forget which service this was for and everybody stands up and i'm like why are you standing and they're like because the rabbi's coming in and i'm like huh now i've been a jew all my life i've gone to services my entire life i have never once stood for a rabbi because wow. a rabbi is a teacher that is all they are that is all they are to be with the people yeah. not he's one of us but he he's very knowledgeable he's learned he's got the education so he teaches us about you know our bible our torah you know and all this stuff yeah. and, you know, and i'm like why are you standing and they're like because of the rabbi I go people are crazy wow. and i was like all right once that's two strikes because first the proselytizing and then now this and then um the rabbi's wife you know, you're supposed to go up, you know, you go up to her and she tells you what, you know, to, you know, your, I don't know if she was like a fortune teller. I don't know what the heck she was, but everybody was like talking to her and getting a one-on-one with her at the service after the service and everything. And I was the last one and she was so rude and so obnoxious. And I was like, she knows she could tell I'm looking at her going, this is BS. Yeah. And I'm out. After that, I, I walked out. I think this was the Purim one. I was like, I'm out. I'm out of here. I called them. I'm like, I want my money back for all the classes I'm not going to take. I'm out. And let me tell you something. It took me months to get that brainwashing because I was with them for about a year and a half. I was just going to ask how long you were a part of it. Yeah. Months to get that brainwashing out. And sometimes I still, I'll look, because they tell you uh, there were certain things you were or weren't supposed to do. One of them was you're, you shouldn't look at the moon because the moon has negative energy. Holy cow. And I'm like, the moon, moon is beautiful. What are you talking about? No, 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 it's negative energy. And I still, to this day, I look at the moon and sometimes a flash of them telling me that and you know, a flash of me going, screw you, you know, like whatever. But it took me months 
to get out of that mentally. Yeah. And it's really crazy too, because, and I've experienced this too, since, since leaving MLM, um, especially if you're spending so much time in it, it will come up out of nowhere. So those little moments where you're appreciating how beautiful the moon is, and all of a sudden it's like you, your eyes shift and you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to, wait a second. I'm not living that life anymore. I'm not a part of this. And you almost have to kind of bring yourself back. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yes. It took me months to get my money back too. They didn't want to get, and I called and called and harassed and harassed. And and harassed you right know, back. they had the money. Oh, you know, they had it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So did really they, crazy. did they contact you after that? Did they try and, and, and love bomb you back into the organization? No, never heard from them again they because I was pretty, I was pretty, you know, I'm done. And that's how I am with the MLM. Once we get to the Arbon section of it. Yeah. I um, think a lot of women are that way. I think we put up with a whole lot. And I think that, that there's, there's, I shouldn't say all women, but I think a lot of women, when we are done, we are done. Right. That's it. It doesn't yeah. matter what you say. doesn't matter what gifts you send. We are done. And I definitely can can remember, you know, points where I was like, I am done. I'm done with this MLM. I'm done with this person. I'm done with this, this organization. I'm out. I remember feeling that exact same way. So that's interesting. Yep. So yep. tell me about your journey into MLM. Cause I know you said you were a part of three, uh, companies. Yeah. Which I find very interesting that a lot of people have gone through a lot of MLMs. I didn't realize yeah. that, but you know, since I've really become, immersed in the anti-MLM community. I'm like, what? I thought I was like crazy. Um, no, I would love to be able to tell you some kind of a statistic or something like that. But I do know that there's a lot of these, um, these MLM gurus that teach, you know, like the industry generic trainers, Eric Worry for one says this, I've, I've been to a, I don't know if you've heard that name, No. Um, but he, he teaches industry generic you know, all companies, they come together. And um, he used to say, and probably still does, if they joined one network, mar he calls it network marketing. If they, if they joined one network marketing company, they're going to join another one. It's in their blood. And he stands up there at the stage and he's charismatic and they're, they'll join another one. It's in their blood. They just know this is the best, you know, profession in the world. First of all, it's not a profession, it's an industry. So there's that. Um, but I think that there's a certain amount of manipulation that that industry uses. Oh, you've been a part of this. Oh, let me tell you why that company was not good. How, did you get training? Were there systems in place? How was their customer service? Were there a lot of back orders? You know, and they're going to find something that says, oh, well, we're different over here. But they're not ever different. They think that they're different because they're so immersed in their quote unquote culture. But they're not different. It's the same. And it goes all the way back to Amway. It goes all the way back to Neutralite back, like way back. So oh, yeah. that part is fascinating to me. Yes. Well, <clears throat> my, my, my background in uh, MLMs, I didn't even know they were MLMs was uh, I had a neighbor who tried to get me into Amway. And when I said, no, he like flipped out yep. and, he, and I was young. I was like 18, 19. Mm -hmm. And usually they go for what I'm finding now is like more of the married, but maybe back in the day, cause I'm old as dirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, Amway likes couples. Yeah. They, they like, like to couples. bring couples because then there's, I, I feel like there's less objections. 
if a right. couple is coming in one you have double the double the people double right. the amount of effort they're both going to do certain things but two they don't have as many objections right you know they're not the husband or the wife or, or the partner is not going home to the other partner and saying oh well so i went to this meeting and i want to do this thing and then they have to talk their partner into doing the things spending the money buying the kit if they're both in it together less objections and right. they're going to get more money out of these people right I mean, it's, it's actually brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah. Evil, evil, but brilliant. Um, yeah. um, so that was my neighbor. He flipped out on me when I said no. Because uh, I think my grandfather tried it. And my mom bought stuff from him. But she was, my mom has always been anti. I'm not doing that party. I'm not doing a party. Good you want to bring it in? Not in my house. That's always been all my life. And I'm like, what do you, what do you have against parties? I mean, it's fun. Yeah. I had another friend <clears throat> who was doing, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of this company, Beauty Control. Oh, it yeah. was like the Mary Kay of back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Beauty Control. She was a makeup artist. It was very, very difficult for her to, to get it going. And she ended up, and, and I mean, the stuff was nice. I mean, it wasn't, there wasn't anything wrong with it, but she, she just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh, and her mom, she didn't sell avon but she had somebody who sold avon and we yeah. like there was one perfume that we really liked and we would always buy it from her yeah so i never thought it was an mlm i just thought oh it's avon it's somebody selling something because yeah. that's how they present it like tupperware yeah. you know my yeah. mom had tupperware i mean you know i don't know how she got the tupperware but she had it i mean yeah. never i know she didn't have a party <laughs> yeah you're like i know she didn't have people know. over Right. Probably in a break room at the job or a friend at the salon. Or, I mean, yeah. pass the catalogs around like. Yes. Yes. And that's what oh. I just thought it was. People passing catalogs and yeah. hey, oh, yeah, I could use that, you know, and it's just like Girl Scout cookies. Oh, yeah, I could use some Girl Scout cookies, which is yeah. totally different. I could, I, could um, some, I could use some Girl Scout cookies right now. They're coming out with the, what uh, is your I favorite? I digress. Oh, I know. That's okay, though. What, what, what is your favorite kind of Girl Scout cookie? I'm just curious. Oh, did I lose you? No, I'm here. I feel like I'm losing. Where did you go? Are you frozen? No. Okay, here I am. Okay. What is your um, favorite Girl Scout cookie? My favorite Girl Scout cookie. Uh, I love the peanut butter ones. Yes, the peanut butter patties. Yes. Those are my I, favorite. I'm a peanut butter girl. My mom likes the thin mints. Thin mints are good. Yeah, she freezes them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're really good frozen. I love these moments in podcasts. I think it's so fun. I know. <laughs> and then uh, they're coming out with a new one that I heard, and it it's like a brownie with some peanut butter drizzle stuff on it. I'm in chocolate and peanut butter are my favorite things, so yeah, I'm like, definitely going to be getting some of those. Oh yeah, I'm like that's pure evil. That yeah. is just pure. It is. You know we're going to buy it too. Yeah. Oh, I try it. And you know they're like half the size that they used to be, and they're oh, still yeah. in the box. You know, and you're yeah. like. That's how you get away with it. But sure. I used to be the kid that always sold the most because my dad would take the order form downtown and because he worked in the garment industry and he would, <laughs> he would take it downtown and everybody, he would go into the warehouses and order, everybody would get them. I always had the most sales. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but um, so then the first one I was involved with was Stella and Dot. Yep. That's and the reason why- they were expensive. Very, very expensive. I mean, like $250 for uh, a, a really chunky piece of uh, like necklace. Yes. Yes. 
And I fell in love with one piece. It was this big old chunky, like probably the same one I liked. It was silver and it looked kind of Southwestern, but not really. And it had silver and fake turquoise. It was really, it was like a, and then they had a cuff I really liked. So I made a comment because I have a, my sister-in-law's friend posted a picture of a page and I was like, Ooh, I really like that. Oh, contact this yeah. person. Okay. So I contact this person really, I'm still friends with her. She's such a sweet lady, really nice. And you know, she got into the MLM like early on. So she's really high up. Yeah. And she convinced me to get the kit, you know, become a consultant, get the kit. So then you can get this for a lot less. Okay. I went to a meeting. Um, I had a party. I did really well with one party. I think I made like 1500. Nice. Yeah. Which gave me a lot of, you know, encouragement. Yeah. You, you build a little bit of confidence when you have yes. a successful party or a large sale or somebody joins the team and you're like, oh my God, I can do this. I can Which do is that. actually one of the manipulation tactics that they use is, um, Eric Worre talks about this all the time. I feel like I'm bringing him up a lot, but it's very relevant to what we're talking about. He says, well, if you can show them that they made $1 in their first 30 days, they'll stick around. Yeah. $1. $1. Well, I made good money. I had, cause I have some friends that, you know, you know, have money and they like jewelry. And I was like, you know, let's throw sense a party. for you. Yeah. Let's throw a party. They like alcohol. Let's put the alcohol and the food together. Yeah. My friend, uh, her mom owned an Italian restaurant. So we had some Italian food in, we had some, you know, wine and these women were going nuts. And I was like, awesome. Okay. Well, but how many times can you sell the same, you know, that was it. Like, and then there's only so much you could sell. Right. But then I had my other friends who are like, dude, I could find that piece for half the price Right. at, you know, Macy's even, you know, or wherever, yeah. you know, and yeah. you know, why would I buy it? You know? And I was like, cause you're supporting me. And they're like, yeah, but come on. That's a lot. We love of money. you, but no. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And then, um, uh, and then unfortunately, or fortunately, <laughs> uh, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer Oh wow! and I was told that I was going to have my thyroid removed and I was going to have to go through radiation treatments. And I basically wasn't feeling very successful in this, you know, once that one party was over and done with, yeah. uh, that was kind of it. And, you know, <laughs> then you had to focus on you and your health. Right. So anything extra, I'm sure at that point was like, that's not important yeah. right now. Right. And I, um, I, uh, technically, uh, um, I have a, I have a, I'm a manicurist at the time I was working for, um, I don't know if you ever heard of Burke Williams. Uh, I know that name. So we have in California, they're only in California, but we, they do have a call center in Henderson. So they might have a Burke Williams sign or something, but I know that name. I don't know what it is, but I know that name. Yeah. So it's a day spa and I was a manicurist and, um, hmm. I had to really focus on either, you know, doing that and getting my health back together. And it was miserable. It was really, really hard. I have no idea how I did that. Hmm. And I basically told uh, my friend, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And yeah. she totally understood. She sent me a little gift. And she, she's like, if you ever want to come back, you're more than welcome, but you take care of yourself. And I was like, yeah. thank you so much. Well, that's nice. And that was nice. And that was the end of that. 
And yeah. I was like, cool. Okay. A couple of years later. I don't That's know, not the norm, by the way. I know it's not. It's not the norm. <gasps> and I found out after Arbon. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know how many years later. Um, I was really into um, trying to find a bra that was not underwire that could support my large chest that I could really, you know, get into. And one of my really good friends who I'm still really good friends with her sister-in-law works for Ruby ribbon. I was waiting for that. I was like, here comes Ruby ribbon, which is not an MLM that's talked about a whole lot. No, it's not. And that just freaks me out that it doesn't get talked about. Maybe and, you should do a deep dive. And by the way, you guys, if you want me to do a deep dive on Ruby Ribbon as you're listening to this, just, you know, let me know. Send me an Instagram message. I would love it. Yeah. So she got involved because she had just lost her job. And I'm paraphrasing and I'm probably not remembering the story correctly because it's been a while. Yeah. It's okay. But she was on, on a trip with her husband and she happened to see an advertisement or something while they were driving, she saw an advertisement for Ruby ribbon. And she said she literally stopped at their office, their head office. Oh, wow. Yeah. To talk to whoever and got involved immediately with them. Wow. That's really unusual. Yes. And she still is with them. And she just, I noticed, cause I'm still, you know, I still watch these people. Like I still have them on my Facebook, they might, if they find out who I am or li- I don't think they're going to listen to this, but if they do, they're going to definitely delete me. But, um, I still have them on and I still check them out every so yeah. often. And I think she just hit the, th- was it 600,000 a year? That's a lot of bras. Yeah. I had a couple of good parties. Um, but then again, it just fizzled like how much can you spend on a bra that's not really a bra that's really difficult to get on and off and you could get spanks right and now skims right and now you know all these other things and it's like come on come on I don't it's really interesting hearing the fizzling out from both companies that you've talked about because I believe that that's why social media took off, especially with multi-level marketing companies around 2016, right. where people were doing Facebook lives and Facebook mm-hmm. parties and all of these different things online. And so they were accessing more people than they were accustomed to because there was a very in-person, like, you know, when, you, when we talk about Amway and we talk about some of these other companies, a lot of that is in-person events. I mean, right. all of it was in-person events until we got social media, you know, Facebook, I think came out and I don't know anyways. Um, but that was when things started to really shift because now they had access to way more people rather than just their friends and their family and their coworkers and the people that were around them, their neighbors, you know, and it made it a little bit easier for people to connect with other people. Um, and I think that's why it's so ramp rampant. Is that the word that I want to use? Um, especially on social media, yeah. because they flooded the market. They I mean, flooded, they yeah. Flooded. And a lot of the companies, I know Prove It does this. They have social media uh, strategies, if you will, or hey, you know, like I know on TikTok they did it, and I've talked about this several times, but 
they did a thing where it was TikTok Tuesday and they wanted all of their people to mix up ketones and make a TikTok and then tag prove it in it. And all they're doing is sending people right to the company. And a lot of these companies, uh, they have a corporate distributor, if you will, that these leads go to and it, the money goes directly to the company. And one thing that I've found with prove it, and I've got to find the screenshot, but uh, they, they have a corporate promoter, they call them promoters. Right. And at one point I found that they were running ads to that site, to that corporate and, and prove it is somebody that is like, Hey, we, in order for you to order ketones, you have to go through a distributor. You have to go through a promoter. But I found this and they were running ads to it. And I was like, whoa, hang on a second, because that goes against everything. Right. So it's really interesting that she walked into this place, which is really unusual. I mean, I don't know what kind of time frame we're talking about, but uh, that's really fascinating to me. Yeah, really, really unusual. I think it started up in Northern California. She's in Southern California. And she was like, I can open up your market in Southern California. Give me what I need. Let me help you. Wow. And, um, and I like that confidence. Oh, she's very confident. Wow, she's like a her. very nice person. She's very nice. She's very cool. Yeah. She could be a CEO of any company uh, on the planet. And, you know, she chose to do this and she's yeah. even got her husband involved. And I mean, I think he still does. He's an IT guy. So he was doing like all the videos and stuff like that. And I would meet and she lived out in Santa Clarita. So I would go all the way out from Tarzana to Santa Clarita to be in her meetings. And it was basically how to get all the calls, how many people you need to talk to a day, you know, the usual, the, you know, don't take no as a no, it's a maybe. And, you know, and it never sat well with me. Yeah. And I finally gave up again. I was just like, this isn't working for me. I mean, I don't, nobody wants to buy these things from me. You know, I, I have, I was working in a hair salon at the time and Burke Williams. So I was doing both wow. and the hair salon, let me do a couple of parties, but that was about it. And, you know, it didn't really go anywhere with that. Yeah. And, um, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I mean, how many times can you sit there and like pull out your bra and go, look at me, I'm wearing, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm going braless. I mean, that was their whole thing. I'm going braless. And I'm like, yeah, no. And it made you, you have bad. something on that's yeah. supporting. Right. And it didn't really support. And it made you look like you had a uniboob and it was awful. It was not good. It was not good. Quit that one. And then one day, years later, I wish you guys could see her face right now. She's like every, every ounce of her being is like rolling her eyes, like her entire body. Just now was like one day. 
Okay, so I have a bunch of high school friends. I mean, I haven't moved out of the San Fernando Valley my entire life. I mean, and I still have all my friends, most of my friends. And we meet a lot, not anymore, but before COVID, we met for dinners and all, you know, drinks and happy hour and all that good stuff. And one day we met at a restaurant and one of our friends comes in and he lost a ton of weight. And we're like, what have you been doing? Yeah. What are you doing? What is going on? You know, and here you got like all these chunky girls, you know, going, what are you doing? How did you get thin? Yeah. Oh, I started Arbon. I'm doing the 30 day cleanse. 30 day cleanse. 30 day cleanse. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'm like, Arbon, Arbon. I went to an Arbon party back in the 80s when it was all their skincare. And it was an, the prices of their skincare were insane back in the 80s. I'm like, God, I know that name, Arbon. Arbon. And then it kind of dawned on me later on what it was all about. So a friend, so my friend, I'm not going to mention names, but my friend and I, we were living together in her house in Chatsworth at the time. And um, she really wanted to hear all about what he was doing. And I'm like, all right, I'll join you. We'll go. Um, I mean, he was like one of my closest friends. I mean, since high school, we were, you know, we had kind of, you know, after high school and everything, you know, we kind of went our separate ways, but then as adults, we came back together and we were like really close since Facebook, we became really close. It's like, and I'm like, all right, let's go to his house. We'll hang out with the kids. We'll hang out with his wife. I know, you know, everybody we're cool. So he's got the computer out and he's talking to us about it and telling us how much the kid is. And I'm like, you know, that's a lot of money. It was like, retail was like over $600. Wow. So then he starts talking about the, the kit being only $300 or three something. And I'm, you know, so in my head it was, I forgot about the 600 and all, I focused on the 300 because you know, yeah. you focus on what you want to focus on. So I'm like, okay. And he says, if you become a consultant, you get it for whatever, 50%, 40% off. Yeah. So I'm thinking- Oh, well, the math makes sense. Half a 300 or whatever it was. Okay, I could I could do 150. Granted, I'm still working at Berkeley. I'm not making a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, I could I could I could try and swing 150. Oh no, the 50 percent was from the 600 dollars. Now you're gonna get the kit for three something, mm. and it's only a 30 day supply for 300 dollars. Holy cow, that's 10 bucks a day, right? Oh yeah. 10 bucks a day, but then, well, don't get your Starbucks. I don't get Starbucks. Oh yeah. I don't drink Starbucks. I don't do any of that stuff. Well then, you know, less grocery shopping, um, but I still have to eat a meal. Yeah. Or skip, yeah. skip a meal out a week with your family. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go out so much. Do a garage don't sale. Don't, don't have a life. We're now your life. So yeah. I said, no, I totally, I said, no, I'm not doing it. Well, my friend who really wanted to do it, talked me into doing it. She said, look, I'll pay for it. You just pay me back when you can just be my, I need my, I need some support. I need to, I need the support. I said, okay, fine. I'll do it. Signs me up right away. And lo and behold, as he's signing us up, his upline comes to his house, knocks on the door. It was the weirdest thing because we're all like close, right? You're like, who's this guy? Yeah. So his upline shows up with her daughter and he's like, I'm having problems with the computer and she's helping him and blah, 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 blah. 
Well, so my friend, he's like a used car salesman. He could sell ice cubes to an Eskimo. He could <laughs> sell anything to anybody, right? Well, his upline went from consultant to RVP in a matter of months because oh. not oh, only did, because of him yep. and because her husband who was under her had somebody who was just like him under him pushed everybody up. Yep. Yep. We see it all the time. Yep. And those people that are moving these leaders up, quote unquote leaders, I'm using that term very loosely in most cases, yep. they're not making a lot of money. They're buying their products. They're stocking up. They're front stocking loading. Up. He had a whole cabinet full of stuff. Yep. If anybody, needs, if you need to exchange anything, if you don't like a flavor, I have a flavor, I'll exchange it with you. You know, yep. that was the whole. And I was like, if I could find somebody like him to recruit. Right. I could get pushed up. That would be awesome. Yeah. I think that that's, I think that that's something. And I remember when I was, when I was heavily into MLM, because I was also very successful that I thought, man, I just wish I could find somebody like me. Yes. That mentality is like, and I know that there's people listening that are, that are reacting the same way you just did. Yes, exactly. exactly. No, I was committed. I was doing everything. I was saying, I was, you know, all of the tools that my leader was telling me to do and all the things that they were telling me to do, I was doing, but I wasn't seeing the success. If I could just find somebody like me, because you're literally pushing up this leader's income Right. from your effort and you see it, but you don't see it at the time. And you're like, I right. just need to find somebody like me. Right. It's just fascinating to talk about this outside. Like when, when you, you're removed, but at the time it's like, you don't see it. You don't see it. You don't see it. I did kind of see it. Cause I was like, she's lucky. Cause she, she, cause I was kind of fresh. So I did like, I wasn't indoctr indoctrinated. Indoctrinated. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, wow, she's lucky. Not only does she have him, but she has another one that's going to push her all the way up. Yeah. She pushed up so high that she surpassed her upline. That's crazy. Crazy. And her, so she got the Mercedes. She, you know, and she had lost a lot of weight too. And I really felt like, you know, the reason why they're doing well is because they have these pictures, they're losing weight. This is working for them. So people are like, how, how is it just like he walked into the restaurant? How did you lose the weight? Yeah. If he would have said Weight Watchers. I would have been like, a, sign me back up. Sign you. Yeah. I'm a lifelong supporter of Weight Watchers. Yeah. And I'm going back tomorrow. Right. And, but it, no, it was, it was Arbonne. So, all right. So my friend was really, so she wanted to get into it. And, um, you know, and I would buy stuff. He would call me, um, you know, I, you know, I'm almost at this level. Can you help me pay for this? Can you help me pay for that? You know, I was buying a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know where I got the money, but I was buying a lot yeah. of stuff. I mean, at one point I actually went, I went into my 401k. <gasps> yes. Because I had bills to pay and I had, you know, I, like I said, I wasn't making a lot of money at my other job. And I was like, I need to survive. I took out my 401k and some of that money went towards Arbonne. Mm -hmm. not, not intentionally. That wasn't the reason why I went into my 401k, but that's- You were like, well, I'm already dipping in. So I might as well just grab what I need to start this business. Right. Um, oh, and I really got into it. 
like the, you know, being social and everybody, you know, love bombing and, and, you know, the food and everybody's feeding each other and everybody's, you know, helping each other out and we're all social and having a great time. And I've got this new group of friends and I'm so excited. And the first negative thing that comes to my mind was I started to think, okay, the car, the car, here we are, we're supposed to be super clean. We're, you know, have 2,000 items that are, you know, European, you know, that are, that are not in the system. We're way better than the U.S. You know, you're not going to find, you know, 2,000 things in our, in our products. We have a whole list of things that we don't have in our, in our products. Okay. So why the Mercedes? Why a car? Would you pick a car that probably emits more crap in the air that leaves the a bigger footprint on this planet than a Mercedes. Now granted, my my upline's upline, she only got the little bitty one. Mm-hmm. But our NVP or ENVP, because she had multiple NVPs under her, she was driving a G Wagon. Driving a G Wagon. Yeah. Oh, well, they have to be white. Why do they have to be white? Because white is pure. Do they say that? Yeah. They white say is, that? Yeah. White is pure. It's pure. Because we want everybody. I'm like, I would think you would want us to have a red one because the. Um, it gets the I, attention. I'm not really good with names, but the guy who started the company. Yeah. The guy from wherever country he's from, he always wore red glasses. So I thought, why don't you get red? Because, you know, to, you know, for homage to this guy. No, no, yeah. no, white for purity. Because pure, clean, white is clean and pure. Right. Like, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. okay. And then I said to her, well, what if, because I, I have a thing about Mercedes. I have, a, I have a thing about it. I won't buy a Mercedes. I won't, there's certain companies I will not put my money into. Yeah. And Mercedes is one of them for, for reasons. Yeah, don't need to get into it, but for reasons, <laughs> right? So, one, one like, <laughs> right? So I'm like, I don't want, I don't want a Mercedes. So what happens? Do I still get the money? She goes, No, you That's don't get the money. The you, you have to get the car. Yep. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not getting the car because I refuse to get the car. Mm-hmm. There are like I like. I digress, but and if you want to. We're good. Okay. I won't eat at Chick-fil-A. I won't order Chick-fil-A. There are reasons why I won't. I boycott them. And uh, when I was in training for the job that I'm in now, one of the, they would pay for all of our lunches and one of the lunches with Chick-fil-A and I refused. They literally had to find a different restaurant because there was two of us that refused to eat. Wow. I refused. I'm like, oh, I'll go down the street and eat Taco Bell. I don't care, but I'm not eating Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, I have strong beliefs. I love that. Yeah. So that was, that was that. So, okay. That was one negative. I was like, I don't want the car. I don't want, and I don't get the money, but I'm doing the work and I've qualified for it, but I don't get the money because you want me to have this car that I go into debt for. Right. Right. And it's not free. 
And oh, it's no, like, I'm still driving mine around. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You have to qualify in all of these companies. I feel like this is important for us to talk about too, because in all of these companies, the majority, I I shouldn't say all, because I haven't looked at all of their car bonus bonuses or whatnot, but you have to qualify to either buy the car or lease the car. There are certain stipulations on models, makes and models. I know prove it does certain colors, just like you were talking about. And uh, if you don't maintain that rank and, and you don't get that bonus, you still have to pay for that car. So even though we see on social media, they're like, oh, my free car, it's not free. You okay. probably had to put a down payment. Oh yeah. You probably, you know what I mean? Like you're paying for that car. It's- and I've always said this since leaving MLM, but that's an insurance policy for the company. If you are locked into this car payment, it's going to be a thousand times harder for you to leave right? because you know you have the car payment and you have to maintain that rank. Right. So you are not going anywhere. You are right. going to be stuck, which is exactly where they want you to be because now you have this car and it's right. a debt that you have to pay and you have to earn that bonus. Right. And like I have a, a Toyota Prius. I had one when I was with Arbonne. I had a Toyota Prius. My payments were like at the time, $365. I wasn't making a lot of money. $365 was a lot of money for me. Yeah. And when you think about Mercedes, their smallest car with a good down payment is probably eight, $800 to $1,000 a month. Oh yeah, easily. But you have to have the down payment, which yeah. Armand's not going to pay the down payment. Right. You are. Right. And so... So now I'm like, all right, so I don't want the car. The car's out. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not going to do the car. So why am I working so hard? But, you know, I kept, I think I could do this. I think I could do this. I'm just over the edge. I'm just, I'm just over the edge. And they kept saying how our EVP, she was like one of the top earners of Arbonne. And her uplines upline was the top. Like, I think she was making at the time, like 10 million a month. And I forget her name, mm. but she, was, she is the top earner in Arbonne. And I'm sure I could look it up and find it, but yeah, I don't have the time nor the, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, you know, she would have us at her house, our EVP, ENVP, whatever her name, whatever the yeah. title is. She, and she lived she lived in a really nice neighborhood and she had a beautiful home and you know, she, she got in early. Yep. She has a twin sister that is also doing it and she's nowhere near the rank of her sister, her sister. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and so when my uplines upline and you know, they call it, I don't know if they called did this to you and prove it, but like you would say like your grand, your grandparent, your great grandparent, like the different, not improve it, but in um, my first company, slumber parties. Yeah, they would joke yeah. around. Oh, like I'm your grand, you know, blah blah I'm blah. Your grandma. Yeah, whatever. That's oh, creepy. God. I already have grandparents. Yeah, you're, yeah. Like, you're like kind of creepy there. So, <laughs> so the um, so the one that I said, okay, so the my up my upline's upline, she surpassed her own upline. Remember, I told you that. Yep. 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 Well, she was very bitter. Yeah, I bet there were a lot of feelings associated with that. Very bitter. Well, the EVP to make amends bought 
this woman a piece of jewelry that was outstanding. Outstanding, a ring that was beautiful. Mm. Just to keep her like her head, you know, cool. Like you'll, like, you'll hey, get we're, there. We're still in this together. Yeah, we'll get there. And then when, and then when you get, when you, when you finally find that one person that pushes you up, yeah. not only will you be above her, but you'll surpass her almost immediately. You'll be like an EVP or whatever you are, whatever the heck they call it. Yeah. So we would have these meetings and everybody was, you know, chummy, chummy, drinking alcohol or whatever, unless you were on the 30 day cleanse and then you had your fizz drinks and, you know, uh, you know, I would just put one fizz drink in the water and shake it up and drink it. I didn't think it tasted that good. And then a friend of mine was like, no, you need to put two, put 25 in there. Yeah. I put two. <laughs> okay. So go through it twice as fast. Okay. Cause that's what I need to do. Yeah. Cause they want you to order more products. So right. they can pain. Exactly. And so, you know, the products were being ordered and I was getting more and more depressed and I couldn't figure out why I was so depressed. Oh, wow. I was thinking it was my thyroid medication. I wasn't losing any weight. I would do these 30 day cleanses and not lose an ounce. Wow. An ounce. And I couldn't figure it out. And it was my fault. It was always my fault. (coughs) Bless you. It's always my fault. Is it, uh, you know, are you eating too much fat? Are you not eating enough fat? Are you eating this? It's not the product. Clearly it's your fault. Right. Can't be the product. Oh my God. And I'm doing it like I'm drinking that one thing that you shoot in the morning that almost made me throw up every morning. Like it would nauseating. <sighs> and I would drink the fizz, fizzes all day long. I mean, all day long. And I mean, when you think about it, this thing is spiking your insulin all day long yeah and my body was like well, we're not gonna drop an ounce because you're keep spiking we're not happy yeah we're not happy and you keep spiking the insulin and the insulin's telling us no not time to drop the weight yeah and um so anyway uh i go so i'm really depressed and i'm really upset and i go to one of these meetings kind of like a it was like a they had a lot of people like, uh, was it a training or like an opportunity opportunity meeting? meeting. Yeah. They had these people and they had food, bring your leads. We'll sign them up for you. Yeah. All clean and Arbonne compliant. And, um, (laughs) and, you know, and I thought I had, you know, then I started working with the makeup because the food wasn't obviously working for me. So I started working with the makeup and I got one of my, um, nail clients to buy them bunch of makeup and that was really great and I had a party at her house but nothing kind of fizzled out again right fizzled out again yep of course it was my fault because I didn't say it right I didn't say everything right you didn't follow the script you didn't do a booking game you didn't yeah all that I'm with you right and you know my and so my upline thought he could like kind of save the day and try and you know schmooze and get everybody to do it but it didn't work out yeah. So anyway, now I'm depressed. I'm not losing weight. I can't sell to save my life. I'm working hard. You know, I don't have a hundred people to call every friggin' day. You know, I don't, you know, oh, just, who wants to anyways. Yeah. Uh, I was, posting, I was posting on Facebook 24 seven. My friends were like, will you stop posting? I, I basically unfollowed you because, you know, every time I looked, there was another post. It was all about Arbon. Oh yeah. And I had to unfollow all my Arbonne friends because not only was I seeing my posts, but I was seeing all of their posts and they were the same exact 
Yeah, because you were probably commenting on their posts, which is something that we see. Mm -hmm. We see if whatever company, you have right. somebody that's posting about their product or whatever, and you'll see a bunch of comments like information, please. Yeah, let you blah, 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 whatever. Right. And when you look at those people that are commenting, they're all people that are on that team. Right. And if you're commenting on that type of content, the algorithm goes, oh, they like this type of content. Let's just keep showing them all of that because it's boosting the interaction. Right. We're just going to flood. We're going to flood you. And it takes two seconds for people that are, have been watching for a while. Maybe they're looking at the product or whatever to click on it and go, but these are all like, I'm going to click on their name and I go to their page and they're selling it too. And I'm going to click on the next person's name. Oh my gosh, they're selling it too. And so, and you know, it, it, it doesn't take long for people to figure that out, that it's not actually people that are interested. They're commenting because they're trying to make it appear that there's all this demand for this mind blowing product. Right. And it's not, they're all, they're all, they're all already drinking the Kool-Aid. Right. You know? right, right, right. And oh, I lost my point. I was going to say something. Anyway, I unfollowed all these people because I couldn't even look at their posts because, oh, I got chastised for, for not just copying and pasting. I shared a post and got chastised for sharing a post because you shouldn't share. You have to literally copy and paste and change some of the wording so it sounds more yeah. like you. And I'm like, none of this sounds like me. Yeah, right? I don't talk like that. I don't say those words. Yeah, this is not me, you know, whatever. And oh, my business partner, look at how great she looks. I don't know this person from a whole I mean, yeah. who is this person? And I'm supposed to tell everybody I know this person? Right. Anyway, I go to this party and I am negative. Negative Nancy and nobody's helping me. Nobody's and like- you're pissed, I'm sure. I'm pissed. I'm like- they wanted me to lie because I have all these really like, you know, pictures of me really heavy and then really thin from another diet plan that I did. Yeah. And they wanted me to post those two together and say it was Arvon who did it. And I'm like, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, a lot of health and wellness companies do that. Right, I'm not gonna lie. So um, I said a few negative things out loud, like, oh. Good for you. And I actually, well, the 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 woman that, um, the up, I, I'm just going to call her the upline, the uplines upline. So, okay. So there was James was my, these are all fake names. James was my upline. Okay. Betty was his upline. Okay. And Patty was her upline. All right. So Patty had some people that she was trying to recruit and I said some negative things uh -huh, and they didn't sign up. I probably not. Or maybe they did, but she had to do a lot of backpedaling, backpedaling, backpedaling. A little damage control. Right. So, you know, and I knew I was, I was being negative. So I texted her and I apologized. I said, you know, I'm really sorry. I'm just not feeling really good. I'm, you know, really upset. And, you know, this isn't working, blah, 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 blah. And instead of getting an a, a letter stating, you know, I understand, you know, is there anything I could do yeah. to help you? Or, you know, can we all have like, you know, can I call you? Can we meet for coffee? Maybe we can go over some stuff, blah, 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 blah. I got a tirade this long of a text of how I ruined basically everything and I should never have said anything and I had no business and this is wrong and everything, you know, everything she wanted to say, she said, I looked at the thing and I thought to myself, I'm done. I'm done. Yep. 
here I am pouring my heart out saying, I'm not feeling great. This is, I not need, you're asking for help. I'm help asking. me figure this out. And she right. goes off on you and she goes off on me and I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. And so I just stop. I just stop. And also all of the, um, uh, texts that are, you know, group texts constantly going off on the phone. And then they started working with uh, WhatsApp and blowing that up. Right. And I had to like disconnect from all of that stuff. Yeah. Cause you're working full time and you, you're hearing these notifications or seeing these notifications. You're like, this is all very important stuff. So it's like, there's pressure for you to go back in and like try to catch up. And you're like, oh my God, but where do I even start? There's 150 messages in here. Where do like, what's important? Yeah. And it's just everybody chatting. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, oh, and have you, you know, you know. I think that the, I think that the chats that, that a lot of these teams use, and I used to use them too. So I think that a lot of it was to see who was engaged, to see who was really quote unquote plugged in to see who was doing the things. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that use it leaders in multi-level marketing that use that as a tool to see who they should spend their time and energy on. So then they look at who's active in the chat. They look at their sales and they're like, oh, well, look at this person. They're so plugged in. They're on every train. They're in the chats and their sales. Look at their sales. So this is why this is the person that I'm going to pour into. I hate that term, by the way, pouring into your people. I think that that is disgusting. I hate right, that right, term. Right. It, that, that term, that, that it triggers me in a really big way. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And I just stopped. I was just like, I'm done. I, uh, I'm not losing weight. I'm not making any money. I'm, I'm, I'm losing money. And, oh, and I went to the convention. Oh, even after this, or was this prior to being done? I can't remember, but I think it was prior. Yeah. And I went to the convention, which was supposed to hype everybody up. And, and it was like, I, it was like cult-like because when they can't come out with the new products, I've never seen more women and men, but mostly women, jump to their feet in glory over face wipes. You know, or like blowing their face off, like, oh my God. God. Oh my God. And then we had um um uh what's her name as our um guest speaker, um Mel Robbins. Robbins. And she, you know, the five, four, three, two, one, you know, and yep. I totally bought into that. Yeah. I even bought her book. Yep. Same. Yeah. Same. And then the, um, oh, and the following year they had, uh, Rachel Hollis was, Oh God, she is a train wreck. Yes. In my opinion. I'm so glad I didn't go to that one. Oh God. I'm so glad I didn't go to that one. Mm -mm. Um, so, you know, and I thought, oh, this is great. I'm going to, you know, and nothing, it just fizzled after the convention. And I mean, I spent a lot of money on the convention in Vegas that I had no business spending. Yeah. Yeah. And so the whole thing, I ended up losing all my friends, including my big high school friend, mm. friend that I've known since high school. That's since I was sad. Years old. Yeah. We don't talk. Um, and everybody else. Is he still in Arbonne, do you think? I really don't know. I know, yeah. I know that I've seen pictures of him and he doesn't look good. Mm, that's frustrating. Yeah. He doesn't look good. Um, and you know, I, but I don't want to reach out to him either because I just, yeah. I don't, it's, I'm done. I'm over it. And yeah. you know, 
Well, if he is, I hope, I hope that he maybe listens to this and I hope that he's able to get out of his MLM soon if he is still in it. Yeah. I mean, I keep looking at his, his Facebook page. It doesn't, he doesn't have any posts unless he has a completely different Arbon page on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I don't see any posts on his per personal page. I don't see anything. Yeah. So uh, I know his parents were in it. Oh yeah. Um, he was in it. Uh, his sister refused to be in it. Um, and you know, so I mean, it is what it is, but yeah, I'm no longer friends with these people. And it was, it's really sad. That's really, that's really sad. Really, really sad. But I mean, um, I always say that there's a reason for everything. Yep. I, and uh, that really showed me never to do that again. And I've been approached, I've been approached by Monat uh, or Monate yeah. or whatever they call yep. themselves. And, you know, the minute she says, oh, can I, I guess I met her through Ruby Ribbon and she's like, can I send you some samples? And I was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Mail me some samples. Cause I didn't, I didn't even know what it was. I was like, yeah, yeah. send me some samples. And the minute I opened up the package, it smelled like tea tree oil. I wanted to puke. Oh. It's so strong. And tea, tea tree oil, oil is so, so strong anyways. Yeah. And tea tree oil is not meant to be used like that. And mm -hmm. I, I threw it out. I didn't even try it. And then she texted me a few weeks later and I said, I'm a hairdresser and I could get my really good products for a fraction of the cost of what you guys are charging. Why would I do that? And it's not, a, it's not an MLM company. Right. Right. And then another one with the Saint. Yeah. Is that the makeup. one with the makeup? Yep. That looks cool. Right. So I thought, oh, that looks really cool. I like the way they have it all compartmentized and yeah. And cut, you can customize it. Yeah. It looks really cool. Made a comment on a friend's post. That's really cool. Boom. Here comes the and inbox like, message. Yep. And she's like, hey girl, blah, 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 blah. Oh. And I was like, is this an MLM? And she's like, oh, but we're different than anybody else. And I go, no, you're not. You're all the same. First no, thank all, you. I know that you're the same because of the hey girl message, but thank <laughs> you anyways. <laughs> hey girl. There are a lot of companies out there that have cream-based makeup. Yes. No. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, because I have very dry skin. So I'm like, oh, cream, like, cream. Oh, that looks so cool. And all you have to do is put a, you know, just wipe us, you know, and blend it in. And yeah. oh, that looks so cool. Yeah, no. So, yeah. So then I started getting all into the, all the uh, anti MLM uh, YouTube channels and everything. And There's almost to the point of obsession. And uh, so I thought I was going to try my own, but I think I decided not to do it because it's a lot of work. And I just really don't have the time. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. I mean, you're learning something new. So it's going to take it, it definitely has taken some time. However, I will say that because I did so many lives, so many Facebook lives, and I went live so often that YouTube is a, was kind of an easy transition for me. It was really just about learning the platform. Yeah, um, but I get where you're coming from. I think yeah. that as long as you're telling your story, you're you have the ability to help other people. So which is what we're doing now. And I think that's right. really cool. Yeah. So if you were to come across somebody that was looking at joining an MLM, what, what kind of advice would you give them? Well, I did have one friend who wanted to join um, Pampered Chef because she wanted to get that whatever thing for free or whatever it was. Yeah. And I said, you know, it's an MLM. And I go, it's multi-level marketing. I said, you realize that, you know, you make no money 
Yeah. It will be, you'll be the 99%. You, you know, they, they think that you won't be, but you will be. And she, because nobody, nobody thinks to their, nobody joins thinking I'm going to be part of the 99% that fail. They think they're going to be the 1%. Right. I'm a proud 99%er, really. I mean, I want merch that says proud 99%. I mean, you know, I, I know. And, you know, and I've tried to explain to her, I go, look at their, their income statements, look at everything. I said, yeah, they have cool stuff. I've bought from um, somebody from Pampered Chef, you know, they have some cool stuff, but you could get that at Williams-Sonoma. You can get that at Crate and Barrel. You can get that at Target. You know, you don't have to go through this. And Oh, blah, 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 blah. And I said, you know what? This is my opinion. I'm not going to do a Facebook party with you. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I just can't. I'm I sorry. I just know. And she ended up seeing the light and not, uh, not going, going, you know, she got what she wanted and then she kind of just dropped out. Good. Um, but, you know, anybody, I'm, the first thing I'm going to say to them is look at the income statement. Look at the income statement. You'll the average not you know what the average person makes a year and if you don't get in at the beginning you are going to be at the bottom all the time unless you're like my friend who was you know he would go to people i'm sorry he would go to people in costco and they would be holding up like protein walk up to them and tell them that he has way better protein than that (sighs) healthier protein you know uh you know, plant-based protein that he, they could get for, you know, it's so much better. He would walk up to people in Costco. Listen, just let me get my groceries at Costco and leave me alone. I don't, I don't want to be pitched everywhere I go. Wow. Yeah. And speaking of income disclosure statements, if, if the company, because I know that there's probably people that are listening to this that are like, well, I don't know, I, maybe I'll join or maybe I won't. And, and that's cool. But, um, if you if the company you're looking at does not have an income disclosure statement, that is sketchy. Yeah. Is it required? Not necessarily. But if you have a company and it's a multi-level marketing company and all of these distributors are making money, why would you not want to show the numbers? Like just think about that for a second as you're listening to this. You know, and then the other thing, I agree with you, Susie. People that are successful, uh, in my opinion, in these companies, they either get into the company first. That's why you see these kind of company hoppers. We're watching it with the WFAB people going over to iGenius or, I mean, that's not really that good of an example because iGenius has been around for a while. They've just rebranded and renamed and all of that. But you see these, these people that have this picture of success in their company. And then all of a sudden they're going to a newer company. So the people that are successful either get in early, just like you've already said, or they have a large following on social media. So they've developed this following, you know, through whatever that they're doing on social media. But now all of a sudden they're kind of bait and switching their followers because now they're going to pitch them this MLM product. Well, because they have a large following, just the numbers show that, oh my God, this person is drinking this. They wouldn't lie to me. They wouldn't try to sell me something that's not good for me. They love me. I feel like I know them. And that's how they rank up so quickly. So yeah, I agree with that. So look at those things. If you're looking at uh, at joining any multi-level marketing company, 
uh, ask for the income disclosure statement. And I'm going to take it a step further. If you have somebody that is like, oh my God, I'm so successful in this. Show me your profit and loss statement. Show me the numbers. Show me your numbers. If you're doing so well, let me see your, your profit and loss statement from last month or from last year. Yep. Oh yeah. Because they won't, they won't even know what that is <laughs> because they don't realize how much money that they're losing by, you know, by buying all the products and, and going to all the events, all of that costs money. And yeah, it's a tax write-off, but they're not making the money that they, that they, that they think they are. So. Yeah, you should like, uh, so my up, my upline, James, James, yep. uh, he, he's a, a bookkeeper and, uh, you know, and he, he does well. And so I, you know, I, um, and uh, he got all of these people upline, 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 all the way up to the EV, ENVP, whatever she was. Mm -hmm. None of them were incorporated. None of them had an LLC. None of them. They had no idea what to do with their taxes. So they were all 1099s. And when tax time came around, ooh. Yep. And he started to school them on the taxes and the brackets yeah. and what you need to get and what you should do to save this and this and this. Yep. And they had no clue. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I lost so much money because when I took out my 401k yep. and you then taxes on that, had to pay a huge amount of taxes. Mm -hmm. And then I think it was like almost 40, almost 40%. And then, um, I, all the money that I paid out, you know, for Arbonne and every month with the kits, every month with the kits. And then when they rolled out a new product. And yep. Oh, the brand new cranberry yeah. fizz. Ooh, you know, <laughs> have to try that, you know. Yeah. God. You don't need to try it. It's not that good in case you're listening. No. And their skincare. <laughs> oh, sorry. In my opinion, I don't know. It's not, oh, good. It. not good skincare. Yeah. Not good. No. Well, Susie, I, this was so much fun. Thank you for sharing your story. This was a blast. I knew we were going to be on here be, for a long time because you just had just from the Instagram messages that we've, we've been chatting, you had a lot to say, and I love it. I think that it's really cool. You highlighted three companies plus a religious cult. And, you know, this was just really, really cool. So if, if any of the listeners would like to connect with you, one, is that okay? Yeah, of course. Okay. And where can they connect with you? Um, I don't know. Where can they connect with me? Do you uh, want, um, do you want them to follow you on Instagram or are you on Facebook? I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm and on then Facebook. I can put the, I can, wherever you want them to connect with you, I'll put the link to that in the, okay. in the show notes so that they have it and can click on it. And sure. And then if I ever decide to do my own, you know, YouTube thing, um, you know, I, I'll, you know, I'll let everybody know, but yes. Yeah. I mean, I have the, the, the equipment, but I always don't know. <laughs> you have to work through if you want to commit to the time. Right. Exactly. I get that. And I respect that completely. Yes, exactly. So I appreciate this. I appreciate you letting me tell my story. Yeah. Was it was awesome. great stories. This was awesome. I hope I didn't babble. <laughs> no, you're fine. You were fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you.